It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast. I am Chip Souza, and I'm joined today by Rick Fires here in our studio in Fayetteville. And as always, we have Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith in the River Valley. I tell you what, Ricky, I feel like uh, I, I'm trying to dodge potholes here in my old car in my old little town in Texas I grew up in, trying to dodge COVID, COVID potholes. Everywhere we go, we're, you know, we're, we got big potholes and man, it's, you know, we're having, you got to be, you got to be agile and mobile. I know, my, my goodness, it's just after what, two, going on three years and uh, you just get so tired of it. My, my goodness, you, you stay safe though, you got to you know, uh, follow the recommendations and do what you can. But, yeah, it's so tiring. Absolutely. So, Leland, uh, we know, uh, you know, COVID uh, has, has kind of thrown uh, a curveball. Uh, not just a curveball, Leland, a, a knuckle curve. They've, they've thrown a knuckle curve at us. And uh, we, we know that, uh, you know, we're getting games canceled, postponed. Not canceled, but they're being postponed. They're going to try to play them uh, left and right. Uh, the big game, Leland, that I was going to, you know, throwing out your way was that we've been, you know, really looking forward to was Conway Girls at Fort Smith Northside. That was going to be this Friday night, maybe, probably, how's that say, is that a word, maybe, probably, uh, going to be played in the new arena down at Fort Smith, and now, Leland, it looks like that game is not going to happen. No, I think Conway uh, announced that they were going to not have school until next week. And because they do not have school, their athletic teams cannot play. Uh, I received word from Coach Smith, Ricky Smith, this morning. So they are definitely not playing Conway, which was a big game because yeah. it was, you know, Conway's number one. Yes. Yep. Northside's yep. number three. Conway's only lost one game, and that was to Tech in Texas. Yep. Yep. Northside's undefeated, and of course, you know they were they were you know they've been eager to open the the new gymnasium as well. So, um, you know, it looks like at this point that is uh, that game is not going to happen. Now, like we talked about, Northside could find somebody else and is working on that, but there's a lot of postponements uh, certainly going around. Well, and I got off the phone today uh, right before we, we started the podcast. I talked to Michael Beaumont, the athletic director down at Fort Smith, and Northside is trying to find a, a someone to play um, on Friday. We don't know who that might be, and I know they're hot on the phones. Uh, Ricky, it could be you know any number of teams they, they might try to bring in. Uh, maybe Pecola, Oklahoma could be Salisaw. Might be you know could, they'll play you know just about anybody I think to get a game because uh, Leland, if they don't play Friday night, this is a week. There'll be a week that they haven't you know they haven't played all week. Right, they were supposed to go to Little Rock Tuesday, and that game uh, was postponed. So yeah, they they would be missing, uh, you know, a week and a half worth of uh, of games. So well, I think more than anything, I get maybe even more than opening the new gymnasium, is they just want to play. Just want to play. They just want to play. So let's talk about the games that were played uh, on Tuesday night. We are now three games in to the. Well, <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. Most teams are three games into their conference uh, schedule. Uh, and the 6A West so far, uh, we've had a few little bumps and some 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 pro postponements last night, including the, I believe, uh, Rick, the Bentonville West Rogers girls uh, did not play last night no. due to COVID issues. But the games that were played last night, uh, some good games, and, uh, and it sets up for some big games this week. Uh, we'll start with Fayetteville. Fayetteville boys went on the road last night. They beat Fort Smith Southside 75-37. That sets up a really big game if everything goes according to plan and they are able to play Friday night. Fayetteville will be hosting 
Bentonville, and that'll be the big game uh, this week uh, on Friday night in the 6A West. And uh, what's the, who's the coach up there just had an, uh, his, what, 400th victory? Or, or Dick, well, Dick Rippey at Bentonville got his 350th career win last wow. night. And, man, Rick, they did it in convincing fashion. They jumped on Rogers Heritage early. Uh, now this is a kind of an interest, interesting thing. There are a lot of interesting things that happened last night at Tiger Arena, and I, we'll talk about that as we go on. Uh, but one of them was that was Bentonville boys' first home game of the season. They're 15 games, 16 games into the schedule. That was their first home game this season. Right. How'd that happen? Uh, just uh, they've been on the road playing tournaments. Uh, they played their first two conference games on the road. Okay. Uh, they played the Hoop Hall South oh, at yeah. Bentonville yeah. West yeah. Yes. last week and played Bentonville West at Bentonville West. So it's kind of weird. They get that home game uh, Tuesday night, and they absolutely rolled um, in that game, a big, big time. Uh, I think nine players, Leland, you'd love this. Nine players scored uh, for Bentonville last night, so big win there. But now they're back on the road again for hey, two favorite. more conference games oh, okay. before they get to come back home again. So it's just a little uh, like your kid coming home from college, Ricky. Uh, you, you know, they come home, throw the laundry in the middle of the living room floor, and say, "I'm home. I'll see you in a I couple see, days. Like, I got give me friends." The keys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Give me twenty bucks a keys. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but Bentonville is on the road Friday. This will be a big game, Lee. This big game in the six A West Friday night, no doubt about it. Uh, and so, the, so Fayetteville wins, boys win. They go to three and zero. Harbor. Now we'll talk about that game a little bit. Harbor and Springdale. Ricky, we knew this was going to be a good game. It's always a good game. Always emotional. Always spirited when Harbor and Springdale play a basketball game. And last night was no exception. And Ethan Westerman covered that game for us last night over at Harbor, and they win it on a last-second shot by Miles Rofe. The game was tied 41-41. He dribbled down the clock, found a little opening, pulled up a little mid-range shot, and knocked it down. And a uh, big winner for Harbor last night to also move to three and zero in the conference. I've seen both teams. I've really been impressed with both teams. I mean, uh, Springdale High got a, a good mixture of uh, veterans and some good young athletes, yeah. including a couple of freshmen. Yes, sir. And uh, I guess uh, last two weeks ago, I did see Harbor. Uh, they won a, a big time game. Uh, yeah, against Benville. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. And so I think uh, both of them will uh, be heard before the final uh, standings are completed. They will. And, I, Leland, I know you and I, we've talked about this a little bit. The 6A West conference race is going to be a dogfight, Ricky. Um, it's going to be a real dogfight. I mean, Heritage is 0-3, and they gave Harbor a, a, a all it wanted last Friday night um, over at Heritage. So that's, your, that's an 0-3 team. So, you know, every game in the 6A West, I'm not saying, you know, I mean, I, I still, to me, the best team in the state, obviously, is North Little Rock. They are, they are you know, the, the best team. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying whatever about the West, but I'm just saying from top to bottom, the West is really going to be, it's just fun. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, now, last night for Bentonville, what, what was fun about the game last night is they got a big lead and they were able to get a lot of their guys in the game that don't get to play a lot. And they had two or three reserve guys who hit six, eight, you know, six or eight points last night, you know. And, and the kids, the starting the kids, and once you get all the playing time, they were on the up off the bench cheering, twirling their towels or whatever yeah. for their guy, you know, their guys. And, you know, they're, they're getting their, you know, getting their little time in the spotlight. And that was a lot of fun for those guys. And the thing is, we're not even halfway through the first uh, half of conference play. And it's always fun to when they get them again yeah. during the second half. So exactly. um, I love conference play. You know, non-conference, sometimes it's kind of 
hard to keep up with. Oh, we just got to beat in uh, Tumbleweed, Texas. Well, you know what? That don't mean anything to me. But exactly. in conference play, everybody what, knows each other, and uh, and they get after it. And if you lose to them the first time around, you come around and beat them the second time. Exactly, exactly. So on the boys' side in the 6A West, Fayetteville 3-0, and Harbor 3-0, and uh, Bentonville 2-1, and one. again, Bentonville at Fayetteville. If everything goes according to plan and, and whatever, on Friday night, that'll be a good game. So let's go over to the girls' side, Ricky. Harbor moved to 3-0 and um, in the 6A West. They ran over Springdale 70-44. to Kaylin Coons, raise your hand if you've never heard that name before. Seems like she has been playing since Harbor opened. I think and she, she plays a, a, other sports, too. Where's she, she going to go to college? And, I'm not sure, but she's going to play volleyball. Volleyball, maybe UCA. I think so. I think that's okay. where it is. Our guy, our volleyball expert's not here today, uh, Paul Boyd, but uh, Kaylin Coons, what a great athlete. Great athlete. I'm going to hate to see her graduate because she's just been such a fixture since her freshman year yes. over at Harbor. But she had 27 points last night. Harbor goes to 3-0. and uh, To me, the big story of the night uh, last night was uh, the Rogers Heritage uh, girls coach, Josh Lehman, wasn't able to coach the game last night. Uh, so Stephanie Jeffrey, the uh, assistant coach, and she's been in the Rogers schools for several years. I think she coached at Elmwood and, and was uh, maybe the ninth grade coach uh, uh, for, for Heritage. Um, anyway, so she was the uh, next person up. She found out at 7 o'clock. Uh, Tuesday morning, she's like, they tapped her and said, hey, you're going to have to, you got the girls tonight in, uh, over at Bentonville. And uh, she pulls out the, uh, the 64-53 win against Bentonville and uh, her first varsity win. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, if maybe she wants to be a head coach somewhere or whatever. I'm, but she'll, she'll have a perfect record. She's got that on her resume. <laughs> you say, how can you not hire me? I haven't lost Exactly. Yet. I'm undefeated. Yep. So, anyway, uh, that was a lot of fun. I got a chance to talk to her when the game ended. And, uh, um, you know, big, big, big win for, for Rogers Heritage. I'll tell you what, Rick, that's a pretty good team. Uh, Heritage had had a tough, tough luck game against Harbor uh, on Friday night. Um, Harbor, you know, dominated the game, went on a 21-0 run to start the third quarter. But Heritage was without its best player uh, that night. And uh, I'm not saying it would have made a difference. It would have made a difference. I don't know if it would have been a win, no, but it would have made a difference. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, but Heritage, uh, I've been very impressed with them. They're a pretty well-rounded team, and they're a team that's going to cause some problems um, in, the, in the state tournament. I will, I, I will go ahead and say that right now. Um, so good, good win for them. All right, so that's uh, that's what happened in the six A. And uh, uh, again, we want to congratulate Bentonville coach Dick Rippey for his three hundred fiftieth career win uh, last night at Bentonville. And so, uh, how long has know, he been at Bentonville? Uh, I think this may be his six, fifth year, something six, like that. Okay. Uh, and I said, so coach, what does it mean? You know, what does that mean to you? He goes, it means I'm old. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, but congratulations to him. Uh, so Leland, uh, Leland, you were at uh, at Greenwood last night, um, and they're uh, they, they got a big win. Uh, talk about that a little bit. You know, both of those both of those games. I, you know, one one of the great things, or maybe the greatest things about high school sports, regardless of what sport it is, when we go to the field or the gym or whatever it is, we really have we don't know how the how it's going to play out. Right. Right. And so just the, you know, it's not like covering the New England Patriots that has Tom Brady at quarterback for, you know, 35 years. Right. And so, of course, the girls game, uh, it was a tight game, very tight game through most of the first half. Greenwood went on a seven to two run to end the half, took a decent lead. Then they took a 20-to-1 scoring advantage in the third quarter. That made a difference. To, to put the game away and, and win that game 49-23. to 
And the boys game was as it was as close a game from start to finish as I've remembered covering in a long time. Yeah, 40, uh, 14 40. lead changes. Wow. Six ties. Van Buren's biggest lead was, I think, by five points in the second quarter, but Greenwood answered and took a halftime lead. Greenwood's biggest lead of the game was five points in the third quarter, but Van Buren came back and took a lead after three quarters going into the fourth quarter. Man. So even when both teams kind of got a decent lead, their biggest of the game, the other team came back and took a lead back. So it was a great game throughout the uh, Sam Forbus, who we featured in our uh, uh, basketball preseason right. tab that we That's did, right. uh, had a steal and a layup with 37 seconds left that provided the 14th and last lead change. And uh, Greenwood boys won that one 47 to 44, which I guess as far as the girls is concerned, that kind of set up um, probably the biggest game in the state coming up on Friday night yeah. now that uh, Northside and Conway is not going to play. Greenwood is going to Valonia Friday night. Yep. Valonia, of course, is number one in Class 5A. Greenwood girls is number two. And uh, that's just a huge game. They met two weeks ago in the finals of the BB tournament, and Valonia won that game by nine points. So this is a uh, you know another big game uh, between Valonia and Greenbrier the top two ranked teams in class 5A scheduled for Friday night. Scheduled for Friday night. So that's a big win there for, for Greenwood. Also want to mention Salem Springs girls won. Uh, they won their game last night. Um, and so, um, you know, got good. we got good basketball, uh, Leland, up and down the classification. Uh, and so that was going to be my little segue to go over here to Ricky, who went over last night to Gentry for a little 4A1 action. Now, quietly, I think quietly, they haven't made a lot of noise. Quietly, Ricky, the Gentry girls are undefeated. Yeah, and, and they're still undefeated, but it's barely just – they barely got by Prairie Grove. And – Leland, uh, I don't know how often you've, you've ever been over there at uh, Pioneer's Gym, but, man, every time I go over there, I think about Allison Twig and that, and that oh, team wow. and yeah. Scotty Nolan and one of my favorite uh, uh, lady coach of all time, Betty Burge. And, and when I'm over there, I, I like going to the lobby, and they got a, uh, a wooden pioneer. I read about it, and it said something about this tree was uh, the students, when they were allowed to smoke on campus in the 70s, 80s, they would go by this tree and smoke, and finally they had to cut the tree down, and some guy carved out a, a pioneer. Wow, I hope he, he used a chainsaw to do it. Yeah, yeah, and that pioneer, you know what, and he's big, ugly, and hairy, and bad breath. It's, it's like me looking in the mirror. There you I go. said, that's me right there. And I, I, I love that history over there, and on the wall they got a – uh, painting of a pioneer busting out through the wall, um, but uh, yeah, I want to get get a good look at Gentry. Uh, they moved to eighteen and zero last night with a one point win over Prairie Grove. Prairie yes, Grove's sir. a lot better. It came down just to the final seconds, and uh, uh, Toby Tebeval. Am I saying that T right? Tebeval is what I T say. Tebeval. Yeah. Okay. Now, just where coaching comes into play, uh, Prairie Grove had the uh, ball thirteen point two seconds and left. And um, Gentry had some fouls to give, and they kept fouling, fouling, fouling until there was 1.4 seconds left. And, you know, they put up a pre-go, put up a desperation shot to hit the front of the rim. Uh, uh, they got a standout player. Gentry is a stand, really standout player, and Alicia McCarty had 18 points. They did not really play 
well last night, but that's what winning teams do. They found a way to win. Exactly. Uh, I really like Gentry, but, man, uh, I think they're going to meet their Waterloo when they come uh, to Farmington. Well, Farmington. I think, Ricky, you know, Farmington's maybe on a different level. They uh, are. Than, than everyone else, and, and uh, I think um, it would be a surprise if they don't win the big – <laughs> the big wooden trophy uh, <laughs> come March, uh, you know, Lord willing, and COVID doesn't wipe everything out again like it did in, yes. in 2020. But uh, Farmington is, is head and shoulders, I think, above, you know, from from what I've seen. You think they may be the best in the state? In I, think they, I, I think, think they are. I haven't seen the rank, rankings. Are well, they ranked one, number uh, one? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Jenna Lawrence is just such – what I mean, they were already going to be a pretty good team. And then, you know, Jenna Lawrence moved, you know, moved in, moved up to Farmington, and that just – you know, Farmington's as good as – I mean, they're as good as it is. As you, Generally, she's, I don't know, 5'11", 6'1", yeah. or something like that. I saw her hit five three-pointers the other day. She played all over the court. But uh, uh, going to look forward to her. Is she a junior? She's still got another year, yeah. right? Yeah, but she's you know committed to Arkansas, and and uh, it'll be that's a nice big get for uh, for Mike Neighbors, you know, his team, and um, she'll give them. Uh, she's not the six six that Jersey is, but but Jenna can play inside outside. She can kind of do it all, and you know, Rick, remember back in the day, back when you and I played, or way back when. Of course, Ricky's thirty five years older than me, so back <laughs> in the forties. But no, seriously, when I when I played, if there was if you had a girl that was five. That was considered really, really tall. And generally, they played with their back to the basket. They didn't handle the ball. You tried to lob it into them and, and teach them to maybe do a little drop step and turn around and put it off the backboard and put it in if you if they were coordinated enough to do that. You know what? Even the boys, I remember back uh, you know in the '60s, you said if you were six six or six five, you called stretch. Yeah. They, you had your head. Your nickname was stretch, and you played with your back. But now, even with the girls. One reason we don't put positions on our all area team because these girls play all over oh, the yeah, court now. Yeah, they're, you know, so Jenna. It's plays, like patience. What's well, like you said, Jen, you know, Jenna's around five, you know, six foot tall, whatever. She's out at the perimeter, knocking down three pointers. You know, uh, back in the back in the olden days, that was only reserved for your point guard. Yeah. You know, and that and that kind of thing, and she would have played with her back, you know, to the goal and and maybe lobbed it in. So I love the way girls basketball and women's basketball has has moved forward, and I think AAU has a whole lot to do with that. It's it, because these girls are getting to play. Play more, and they, you know, they're they're handling the ball. They, you know, they they, you know, they can handle the ball out there, no matter their size. And uh, it's, I, you know, that's why the women's game to me is is as far as basketball purity, and as far as far as watching the way the game was supposed to be played when it was invented by Dr. Naismith. The women play the game that way. Absolutely. Late at night when I come in from game, I watch the Lakers because they're a couple guys from Arkansas. It's either uh, slam dunks or three pointers, yeah. and uh, I'm like you, just a girl's game, how they, they twist and they move and they go up and down. And like Patience McDaniel, I don't know what position she plays. Wherever she, she plays underneath. She, yeah, yeah. And I saw her getting a passing lane and steal two or three passes, and, and she's headed down court and looking over her shoulder, everybody chasing her. So I love the girls' game me right too. now. Me too. And it's amazing to me back in the 70s, I guess, uh, somebody when they were playing six on six, you know, go halfway to the court, bounce it to somebody on the other end. And they say, well, I don't know if the girls can play full court. Maybe it's been a while, but they can. Well, Charles Berry, you know, was one of the biggest opponents to changing that style Ooh. of play. And he, he, he will freely admit, yep. I could not have been more wrong about yep. that. People uh, change. Yeah, yep. people he change. Was. So uh, that's what's been going on there in 4A. Of course, uh, Leland, you and I talked about this a little earlier today. Boonville girls, Ricky, also undefeated. Uh, wow. They won a game. They won. Uh, let's see. I believe they played last night. Leland, did they play last night? Boonville girls. I believe they did. 
Uh, no, they uh, they, they were postponed? supposed to go to Waldron, and that game was canceled. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, we're we're extremely, uh, like Rick said, extremely blessed in this area to have some outstanding yeah, man. basketball, especially at the smaller schools. Lavaca won their twentieth game of the season last Friday. They're twenty and one. Yep. The Boonville girls, Lady Bearcats, they are still undefeated. Yep. The County Line Indians have lost just once. I think they're and like of 23, the Lamar 24 Lady Warriors like yep. are also extremely good, and I yep. think they've just lost once. Yep, yep. So some great basketball going on, Ricky. We just need we need this COVID to die down so these kids can yes. you know keep doing their thing and you know we <laughs> ad nauseum, Ricky. We talked about this before, we you know, and it was better, and, and now it's back and worse than it was. But you know, you got to do what you got to do so these kids can play. Quit, don't put put them first. Take yourself out of the equation and put them first. Do what you got to do for them. That's what I said. If they tell me I got to go to the gym and I got to mask then up, mask and, up. I, and I got to face the wall, that's Whatever. what I'm going to do. Whatever you got to do, it's, it's for them, and, and uh, we need to keep that, you know, keep that uh, top of mind is that these kids never get this again. You know, not like college. Ricky, these kids don't get a do-over in high school. They're not bringing them back for their fifth year. Well, maybe I was in high school five years, but but for yeah. most average kids, you're only in there for, <laughs> for four years, and you're go- you know, then you graduate. Uh-huh. Actually, they got a, got rid of me in three years. They did not want me want me back for a fourth year, so so they just pushed me on through. Said so I could graduate early. I said it's because I was so smart. I think we both know that's not the case. Um, <laughs> we got to do a fact check on that. Somewhere. Oh, let's yeah, let's let's let that. Let hey, that but that's your out. story, and you're I'm sticking, sticking to, to it. it. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we got so that's what's going on with basketball. Now we also want to mention too, Leland. Tomorrow, the Arkansas Activities Association will announce where the regional and state tournament bids will be awarded to. All that's, sports. Well, right now I'm just I'm only care I only care about basketball because that's okay. where we are, you know, right now. And I want to see, you know, I'm hoping Farmington put in a bid to host 4A regional and 4A Ooh, state. I love that gym, Ricky. I hope that, you know got people up here, uh, you know, that haven't gotten to see Darian Ford uh, for Magnolia play. Yes. It would be great, you know, for them to come back up to Farmington. He played up here as a sophomore. Um, and then, you know, they, they played the state tournament and then did not get to play the finals because of COVID. Um, so it'd be great. And I'm, you know what? I'm just selfish. I, w- I want him to come up here so I can see him play. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but Magnolia's also put in a bid to host. And so, uh, you know, it, it's, it, I don't know if that'll account for anything with him getting to, you know, play his, you know, final, you know, state tournament at home. It may count for well, some, I don't Mo- know. And Moralton's in that same classification. Exactly, exactly. So it'd be great to see him and Pinion go at it, you know, go at it back and forth. And I'm hoping it's here uh, because we don't, you know, travel very far to go see, you know, state tournaments. So I'm hoping it's here, but we'll see how that how it shakes up. But uh, so regional state for basketball, and then they'll also announce the spring bids for spring softball, baseball, and and, and uh, we know we already know six A soccer is going to be uh, down in uh, Little Rock. We we know that, uh, but uh, it's going to be. Uh, I can't wait to see who's going to get the host and where those are going to be, and uh, then we kind of make our plans from there on where we can go and what we can do. Um, and uh, quite a few of the schools in the River Valley in Northwest Arkansas have put in bids uh, to get to host some of these regionals and states. So just uh, give we'll us see. a few. Give yeah. us a few. Yeah, just give us a Two, few. Two, three, four. Give us four. That'll, that'll four. begin at two o'clock tomorrow, right. and it'll be rolled out uh, slowly throughout the day, exactly. and all that should be out and official by four, four thirty for everything in the spring. Right now, if uh, people listen to the show, want to kind of get a sneak preview of what schools have have place bids 
uh, for some of these uh, tournaments. You can go back and look on Twitter. Go find uh, NWA Henry, Henry Apple, um, who's not – he's not with us today. Uh, but he, uh, he posted uh, a number of tweets uh, that, that had what schools had applied for what, uh, what tournaments and things. Uh, coming up, so you could get a, get an idea of, of who's put in. Who bid in six A? I can't remember. Uh, for for Southwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Southwest. Oh, that's yeah, going to be. Yeah. And they yeah. will get and it. They were it. the only they'll one that put it. a bid yeah. in for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll get it. But my hope is that Farmington will get the four A. We'll see. Farmington, from what I saw, from what Henry posted, was the mm-hmm. only four A regional bid. So there's a good chance Farmington will get the four A regional. But I'm hoping that they would get the state. But. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I would think they'd have a very good shot at 4A because Southwest is going to host 6A. 5A last year was at Hot Springs, right. so it makes sense that it would move to the other side of the state, likely Marion. Right. Uh, so that would leave, you know, they kind of try to spread it out some. Right. So I think it looks good for 4A to be, uh, you know, on this part of the state. So you may get your wish. We're hopeful. We're hopeful. You know what? You talk about Darren Ford. I know you'd like to see him, but, hey, I'd like to see our our boy uh, uh, Taylor over there. Well, yeah, that, that's why – that's, you know, Lane be Taylor. Great. Yeah. And in postseason. And, of course, he's out. Farmington uh, boys did win last night in a, a pretty close game, 38-29 against, uh, against uh, P. Ridge. But Lane has been out. He's uh, wearing a boot. A yep. walking boot with a with a a, a bad ankle sprain, and uh, hopefully he gets uh, back from that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Farmington keeps rolling. Uh, they they don't have sixty points they can put on you uh, <laughs> right now. Sixty points is sitting on the bench, but but uh, uh, you know he'll be back and, and should be good to go. And, you know what? And, nobody wants to see a kid get injured, but this is uh, a test for them to we'll see how. A better team, hey, right? hey, how are you going to play without yeah. Lane? You got to and uh, um, Bla- uh, Caleb Blakely really came to the forefront the other day for uh, Farmington. So that's going to help them uh, go along when you do get in the postseason. Yeah. How, how, how can you play without your uh, uh, star performer? And uh, last night they did it. Exactly. Well, that is about it for this week's show. Uh, Leland, you got anything you want to add? Um, you know, Northside had a bowler that bowled a 300 wow. game last week. Wow. Max Howerton, the first I, of his uh, career. I bowled a 300, but it took me three games to do three it. Three games and, to do and it. The, well, and you know, and the bumpers. I used the bumpers, too. So. <laughs> that's one of those things. You know, didn't most of us grow up bowling? I mean, that's just one of those yeah. things that well, we One of those things you did. On, did. You went to the In movies. In You went to the movies on Friday, and you went bowling maybe on Saturday at the skating rink, one or the other. You know, I mean, kids And so out, to get yeah. 12 strikes in a row wow. is just, uh, boy, that's phenomenal. Uh, and then Grant King, a wrestler from Van Buren, is the number one ranked wrestler in the state, and Van Buren is tentatively scheduled to host a dual meet on uh, Friday and Saturday. So hopefully that will go off as well. Something we also need to mention too, Leland, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, The uh, dual state wrestling tournament will be held in Fayetteville. Uh, Rick, that'll be the end of the month. The girls uh, will will be there. The girls will lead that one off and then the boys and then the state wrestling uh, championships will be held as always in Little Rock. That'll be in February. So we do have that coming up um, for all the wrestlers uh, in the area. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Leland. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned bowling, too, because Arkansas State 
where I went to school. They got a bowling women's bowling team. I think they won a national championship a few years ago. So uh, if you're a real good bowler, you can get a scholarship and go to college. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's about it for this week's show. We'll be back, of course, next week, and we will talk about hopefully more games that will be, be played and fewer postponements as we try to get the uh, these COVID numbers beat back down again, get them moved back over to the bench where they belong, Ricky. Absolutely. They need to be on the bench. So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast for Leland Barclay down in the River Valley and for Ricky Fires and Chip Souza. Thanks for being with us. We'll catch you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast. The Prep Rally podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.